ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, never in between. Welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show, and welcome to um, all of our all of our Patreon gang um, onto this Zoom call, this Zoom recorded call, where we're going to talk all things Strictly again. Nice to see you all again. Um, Joe, you're on mute at the moment, I think. No, I was just typing something in the chat. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, first of all, Joe. Um, oh, well, yeah. Welcome onto the show, everybody. Uh, my sister, Joanne Clifton, my idiot Hello. sister. <laughs> um, any um, Anything to report from this week, Joe? Any news? Well, in terms of Strictly, I mean, we know that the launch show has just been filmed, but we still don't know the partnerships until next week. Mm. Uh, but it's all very exciting. The buzz is getting more and more and more. I have a new job, but I can't tell you what it is yet until it's announced. But I'm very happy and very excited. And my script is right there. So look out for that. That's very exciting. I know what it is, but we're not allowed to say at the moment. And it's going to be announced when? Do we know yet? I think Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Okay, so look out for Joe's social media channels and stuff because Joe's and Joe's got a big announcement on Wednesday. We think Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, when we do this discussion on, on here, because um, I know that there are sites that exist and stuff where people like, where there's spoilers and, and whatever, if anyone does know any spoilers, we don't want to hear them on this podcast um, because I'm, I avoid all spoilers because I just, I personally find it uninteresting. I, I, I find it takes all the excitement away. Um, I, I like to watch every. It's like watching a film and just reading the entire or, or watching a series and reading everything that's going to happen before you watch it. I want to experience it as it happens. So I want, I, I want to watch the launch show and be excited about what's happening before before we know who's getting partnered up with anyone, I don't want to know about the spoilers. Um, so please, if you do know anything, if you have seen any spoilers, please don't reveal anything. Um, so um, that's in, in other news outside of Strictly, I'm, um, I'm in Liverpool at the moment for um, Rock of Ages. So we opened the other night um, in Birmingham and uh, it was really, really amazing for any, any of you that have seen Rock of Ages before. Um, so I did the show in 2019 and um, it's just when, when, you know, obviously it's very different to singing in the rain. Like I had an amazing time doing singing in the rain, um, playing Cosmo Brown and, um, but it's a very different show and a very different role um, with a very different kind of audience. We go to rock of ages and it's, it's like a rock concert, like sort of the audience are encouraged to be as, as noisy as possible and the main character Lonnie is talking to the audience all the time and so there's a bit of sort of interaction with the audience and it's just we we opened in Birmingham and it was so loud I think it was just that this experience of like all the audience loving being back in a theatre again and and being able to sort of be a part of it and and we were excited being on stage together again and at the end of the show um so they asked me to do a little speech at the end of the show just to um, sort of say thank you for everyone that's come out to support theatre. And every time I raised the microphone to my mouth, like the crowd just started screaming louder. It's like it was like they, they just wouldn't stop screaming. Um, it was a really amazing moment. And uh, yeah, very happy to be back doing Rock of Ages again. And um, 
doing lots of bits of promo at the moment. I was on as we record this. I was uh, I did was on Lorraine um, earlier today. Don't know if any of you saw that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, doing lots of bits and bobs. Um, it's all about Rock of Ages now, and um, hopefully more news on that soon. Um, How long are you doing that for, Kev? Well, that's the that's the thing. Like, hopefully more news on on that because the situation is that um, I was supposed to be going to Canada with, with Singing in the Rain um, towards the end of this year, from the end of November to sort of um, just before Burn the Floor in January. I was, supposed to be, um, I was supposed to be in Canada with Singing in the Rain, but because of the COVID situations and stuff, um, that's now been moved further along. Um, so Toronto is going to be at the end of the UK tour of Singing in the Rain, which means that my schedule has opened up a little bit for the end of this year. Um, so I don't know that nothing's as far as I know, it's not like over the line yet in terms of contracts and whatever, but um, there is a chance that I might be doing longer with, with rock of ages. Um, but we will see, we will see about that. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but we have, but we have come to the decision that because after like looking at both our um, schedules, we will be doing this live Zoom chat, this kind mm. of phone in for, the, for those of you listening as well, uh, every Monday at 7.30, only subject to change if, if anything comes up, but that it will hopefully be every Monday at 7.30 p.m. We decided that this would be the ideal time to do it um because then we can talk about the results show as well from next week not just the live show and also because it'll be the first it takes it'll be after the first it it takes two of the week so we can all watch that so we're still in the strictly bubble and then all bring our thoughts to this live discussion on zoom so anybody listening who wants to join in uh please go to www patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash the kevin clifton show you can find us on there to subscribe and please 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 come and talk to us to discuss all things strictly guys it's starting it's so exciting yeah because we forgot to mention the uh, the details of patreon last week <laughs> we came we came off the call and we we're all buzzing and excited about like yeah that was really good and some really good points raised and blah 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 you know everyone had some really good things to say but then we went oh but we didn't tell anyone how to join in <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah so patreon.com slash the kevin clifton show um if you want to join in on these zooms for everyone listening um the good, the, I suppose, if there's a positive of of me not going to Canada now with Singing in the Rain, means I can actually watch Strictly. I'll be able to definitely watch it live, and um, you know, I won't have to be sort of catching up at some weird time or trying to find some site where I can watch it because I can't get it in Canada or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll actually be able to watch it on the on BBC iPlayer or watch it live. Um, and who knows? I don't know what the audience situation is um at strictly this year if they're going to start having an audience but I'll, you know i wonder if uh, maybe we can even go over there and, oh, and watch one of the shows that would be really cool um and certainly i know there's um and i know there's talks about it takes two um so who knows might pop up on it takes two during the season to sort of do Me something. Too. yeah to maybe do like a choreography corner or something like that um yeah but we'll see 
Joe, did you watch um, one just before we start the discussion? Like, uh, I just wanted to mention one thing. <clears throat> did you watch Emma Raducanu, the, the tennis? I actually did. I actually did. My housemates are absolutely hooked on tennis. They love it. I've never watched tennis. And I always think, uh, it was the comedian that said it as well. Like, why do they get 15 points instead of one? Like, why do they deserve all 15? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> It goes it goes from fifteen to thirty and you'd have think you'd have thought the next one's forty five. No, forty. So I don't get the scoring. But anyway, um I thought it was amazing. Yeah. What a legend. Like it was just unbelievable. I, I, like, I, I was sort of following it on my phone because um I was at a wedding and um and, and we were all sort of kept looking at our phones to see how it was going and we all cheered when when she won. But like one thing that I um I thought was brilliant about it was because I know that she had that um, like at Wimbledon, she was amazing. And, you know, she sort of came out of nowhere and at Wimbledon, she made like the fourth round or fifth round, something like that. And then she, she had a little bit of an episode where she was struggling, right? Like where she was sort of struggling to breathe and, you know, um, she had to sort of withdraw. And I know some people were like critical of her for that. You know, some people, the, the usual suspects were trying to get trying to get clickbait and, and running their mouth, trying to be relevant. We all know who we're talking about. We won't give them any attention. <laughs> but, um, you know, th those were like, you know, giving it, oh, they've got to be better than that if they want to win, you know, if they want to win Grand Slams in the future, they've got to be mentally stronger. And then trying to claim that they helped her to win the US Open, which is really embarrassing on their part and really cringy for me. And the way I look at it is like, what I think is so brilliant about what happened there is that she's clearly got good people around her and a good team around her. And when it comes to looking after yourself, that was a really important moment. And I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on anything that happens, you've got to power through, don't show any weakness, power through, power through, power through. But actually, you know, she was, we don't know the exact details of what was happening with her, but it seems like she was sort of, she was having stomach cramps and she couldn't breathe and it might have been some sort of anxiety issue. But like in that moment, her team sort of got her out of there and protected her first before her like next result. She might have gone one round further or two rounds further or whatever. And she's been able to recharge, reset, go again. And she's gone and won the US Open. Now, who knows what would have happened if she'd have powered through and just only been like, oh, no, I've got to keep going and I'm not allowed to not be OK in this moment. She might not have ended up winning the US Open because she might have got to totally overwhelmed and it, it might it might have overpowered her and it might have been difficult for her mentally and all that stuff. And but I, go on. But, but literally, and shameless plug here, but to my own podcast, she's just a dancer. We we've literally done an episode with a mother and daughter ballet dancers which will be out over the next few weeks and so myself and my co-host were trained that you should plow through mm. um and not have breaks also because your muscle memory changes mm. whereas this mother and daughter who are both ballet dancers the mother is very much like no she needs breaks and if she's tired she's not going to go to train because she could injure herself so it's become this kind of discussion and it's really made me think because in my yeah. training it was literally like even if you've got a broken toe yeah you can't run. Mm. And I, but I think it's a completely new way of thinking that I actually really like, because I think ultimately looking after someone here, sorry for everyone listening, I'm pointing to my head, <laughs> um, looking after 
looking after yourself mentally, emotionally, you're always going to get the best out of out of yourself. Now, obviously, it's a balance. You know, you, you do have to push through sometimes um, when when things are, uh, are difficult. But, you know, someone like Emma Raducanu has done that. Clearly, she's worked very, very, very hard. It's, she's not. <laughs> there's a difference between that and being lazy, you know. But also, I just think there's been she's been so well taken care of and knowing when to just take a step back and regroup and, and, and go again and look after yourself first. You've seen some of the Olympians doing that during the Olympics, you know, there was the gymnast, um, what's the name? Biles that, that, um, that did the same thing that I think it's just a new way of thinking and a new way of understanding things that, you know, you can't knock it. She's gone and won the U S open. And for me, I, I like it that she took care of herself. Um, yeah, Simone Biles, someone's put in the, in the chat. Yeah. Um, um, she's taken care of herself first and then gone and won, um, you know, and gone and pulled off one of, it has to be said, one of the greatest sporting achievements in the history of sport, surely. Like an 18-year-old has come out of nowhere and won the US Open. <laughs> like, that's nuts. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just thought that was really interesting. And I think, you know, we all know who we're talking about, but sort of, old men who have never played sport and don't know anything about her or the sport criticizing her for when she was struggling someone who's then gone on and won the us open at 18 years old should be really embarrassed about criticizing her they just should be embarrassed it's so cringy to me it's so naff but anyway well done emma Raducanu. we've all got a new hero round of applause for emma um, and I really, I really love that James has written in the chat, um, Emma for Strictly 2022. Yeah, right. Ah. <laughs> she might be busy or a bit, a bit too big at that point. But yeah, why not? Let's get Emma Raducanu. <laughs> Whoever gets <laughs> Emma Raducanu is winning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought it was brilliant. And I think we've, we all should be applauding her and, and, and getting behind her and, and putting her on a pedestal as a bit of an idol. Um, so talking of, uh, of who we're going to get behind and stuff, shall we talk some Strictly? Yes. So the point was raised, um, last week. Um, who was it? Was it Andy that raised the, uh, that raised Andy Brown, yeah. Yeah. Um, about whether Strictly is competition, a competition or entertainment as a show. Now, there'll be some lots of interesting thoughts on this, I think. Um, but I think let's hear from you guys first before we just... We've been talking enough for now, right? <laughs> let's, well, uh, should, we, should we hear from Andy himself, who originally asked the question? What is okay. your opinion, Andy? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Lovely to see my favourite person in the world called Clifton. Hi, darling. Good to see you as well, Joe. Oh! <laughs> wow. I first of all let me say I love competition I'm a semi-professional quizzer I used to be a sports commentator for many years and I used to do tennis go Emma um, so given that and given that we're given expert judges that suggests a dance competition but of course as we know the judges are only giving advice giving you pointers and it's the public that votes I mean, we saw in the launch show that you guys did that I think it was Sharon said she doesn't even listen to what the judges say. 
because that's their opinion and she wants her opinion. And of course, everyone who watches it has the right to vote for whatever reason they want to vote because they've been entertained. But what percentage of the people that are voting are qualified to say who's dancing well? Therefore, that takes it away from a competition. On top of that, you've got the, the journey. So the professionals teach the, the, uh, the celebrities really well and they improve. Everyone loves to see them improve and have the journey. And that's what the professionals are great at. And I guess you can answer this. That's what brings the professionals together as a competition within themselves. I just think because the judges are not giving the actual result, that means surely how often does the best dancer win? Sometimes yes, but quite a lot no. Therefore, it is not a dance competition. It is an entertainment show based around dance, which everyone loves and everyone loves the fact that they can vote. And as we saw in the launch show, they can vote for whatever reason they want. But it ain't a dance competition. It's an entertainment show. Yeah, um, it's it sort of it, it becomes that question, doesn't it, about about competition, about what what what's the criteria for the competition on on Strictly? Like like you're saying, is it about like who's it, and like you say, everyone votes differently. Are you voting for the best dancer, or are you, are you voting for who improves the most, or are you voting for who entertains you the most, or are you voting for who like who you like the most? You know, as as someone, even though you sort of know they're not the best, they might not have improved more than someone else but you've just taken to them. You just like them as a person and you would like them to win. Um, you know, so it, it, it's sort of, I guess in terms of, you know, it being someone's been eliminated each week, they're getting scored, people are voting. Um, <laughs> Vicky says, oh, your favorite pro, of course. <laughs> um, um, you know, there's a winner at the end of it. So I guess in essence, it is a competition, but I think the, the criteria for for that competition is is such a gray area. It's it, there's there's no definite about it. You know where you are with um, you know where you are with, you know if you're watching the Olympics, it's very it's very clear in most events. You know if if you cross the line first in the hundred meters, you are the winner, and it doesn't matter what whether you like the other the other runner's style of running better or you like them better as a person or whatever that person's the winner um you know or this, is, this, sorry, this is just dance though in general isn't it because even like us when we used to compete yes it's called competing and it's competitions mm. but it's based on opinion and yeah. that's really really hard that that is really hard because politics and stuff like that do come into it. i'm not saying that there's like politics well maybe there is on strictly but like there's more in the competition world like if you go and have a lesson with someone who then is a judge they're more likely to be like oh well i might get if if there's a if there's a um two couples of really right similar level the the couple who they've given a lesson to and this couple has paid them money they're probably more likely to to vote for you but it's still based on opinion there's nothing to say that who's clearly won that's just the dance world in general it's like it's like the debate of like is dancing sport or art isn't it and that that's something that gets debated quite a lot and some people are very definite about it being a sport and some people 
me being one of them, are very definite about dancing being an art. I believe you, see, I was sport. you think it's a sport. See, I don't. I, I think it's an art form. Um, no, it's both. You what? It's both. Because well, I see, feel I like... Well, it is. <laughs> well, it definitely is. Because if you're not trained in the gym and as a sports person to... to a, be able to have the stamina and the flexibility and the strength. It's very that athletic. You need. Yeah, you're going. You're going to train as a sports person. But that's like different a to being person. a sport to me. But but then you're trained like a sport, which then um, yeah, then you're able to create art. Yeah, but to that's me, my... that, that just means that you train to be. You have to be athletic to do it. Yeah, like, so it's a sport. So my, so my point, so me and dad, <laughs> I knew we'd get straight in like this. <laughs> but um, so I had this conversation with dad because dad was trying to argue to me that it was a sport because of how athletic it is. So here's, here's my answer to this, right? Or This is my argument against this argument. Everyone here knows I'm a massive fan of pro wrestling, right? Of watching WWE, right? Now, WWE, everybody knows, um, is is a show. It's entertainment. It's you know whatever. It's 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 a scripted show where someone is decided backstage this person's going to be the champion, and they go out and put on a show, right at WrestleMania or whatever. But we can sit here and give you know lots of hardcore wrestling fans have podcasts like this where we all talk about what our favorite matches are and which wrestlers are better than the others, depending on what sort of a show they put on. You know, some of them are more athletic than others. Some of them are more entertaining to watch in the ring. So the, the standard of the match is just better. And some matches are boring. So you don't, you don't tend to watch it as much, right? Now, those wrestlers have to be more athletic than us. They have to train to do more than than what we do, as in in terms of athletic ability. So if we were going to make a competition, uh, make it a competition and rate them like on Strictly at marks out of 10 or, you know, first to last, who's the best wrestler in terms of this show that they've put on in the ring against, you know, not who gets the title, that's storyline. I'm not talking about storyline. I'm talking about who puts on the best display of professional wrestling because it's a real thing that they have to train for. They don't just, you know, they don't just get in the ring and, and start pretend punching. They have to, they'd never survive. They have to, they have to train for this. So if we were scoring them and saying that this guy is better than that guy or whatever, do you think WWE should be in the Olympics as a sport? So do you think ice skating should be in the Olympics? No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand that it is in the Olympics, but to me, ice dancing is an art form. So when it, I... It will always be subject to people's opinions. You can't definitively say that that one is better than that one. Like, mm -hmm. you know, at the top level, it's, it's always opinions. And, and to me, it's, an, it's expression and it's art and it's entertainment. And that's what dance is. Yeah, although through... Um, study uh, well at least at the Italian Olympic Committee us ballroom dancers mm. are we we come above in terms of like physical like physically more demanding than football 
we're the we're the same as skiers fine but but i'm not arguing about what's more athletic or physically demanding i'm saying what is sport and what is art yeah kate said what about gymnastics then no i don't well gymnastics it depends because for gymnastics i'd say there's a set of rules that you're trying to display exactly like you know you have to have your leg like that as i understand it i don't know enough about gymnastics the gym the floor dancing of gymnastics i would say is an art if it's you're trying to tick boxes like you have to tick that box land like that turn like that da 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 da, da you know on a beam or whatever i could say that could be that could be a sport because there's very specific criteria whereas the the dance the floor dancing the floor gymnastics to me is is art so yeah, Andy, me. we've gone. Andy, we've, we've gone. gone. Yeah. Off no, no, it's 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 around the same topic. But let's let's um let's take it to someone else. So let's- we're sort of, we're, talk, we're talking about whether I guess it's a, a similar to debate whether dance is sport or art, and also therefore strictly is it competition or entertainment. Um, okay. Let's, let's take let's it to go. someone else. Yeah, let's go with Isabel. Okay. See if you agree with Andy. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Firstly, can I just say, Kev, well done on House of Games. That was terrific. Oh, I've muted him. I've muted him. (laughs) Yeah, just well done on winning the week on House of Games. You were brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah, Andy (laughs) would be proud of me as a a champion quizzer. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I was having an interesting think about this because I used to watch... um, so you think you can dance and got to dance which were both sort of like strictly but i think those are competitions because well which tommy and lizzie came from so because i remember watching tommy and lizzie which is amazing that it was so long ago um i think they were competitions because they were all professional in their dance discipline in both of those so you think you can dance and got to dance because they were all highly trained some of them on got to dance in their field. So that made it competition. But I think Strictly is entertainment because they're all basic. Some of, some of them might have got previous training, whether it's drama school or ballet. So they know about posture and pointing toes and things like that. But I think it's entertainment because they all start from the bottom because as we keep emphasizing every year, ballroom and Latin is totally different from ballet street hip-hop jazz whatever you want to call it because like Andy said they all go on a journey so if you take someone like Ashley Roberts who was from the Pussycat Dolls she was more of the hip-hop vibe whereas and she struggled with ballroom at that point so I think it's entertainment but I still like to watch it with a bit of a technical eye because I did ballet from the age of four and then I stopped when I was about 14 so I get about the technique and stuff but I still like to be entertained because I like to see the journey so like JJ last year complete novice but then he did his foxtrot in movie week to Butch Cassidy which was absolutely gorgeous and I was gutted when they got knocked out in musicals week because I thought he was absolutely fantastic and his relationship with Amy was really what kept me voting for him so that's my view. I think it's entertainment, but I still like looking at it with a bit of a technical eye. Unmute. 
Oh, there, I'm in trouble unmuting. Sorry, this is, I don't know why my, every time somebody um, unmutes himself, everybody's being muted. Sorry, this is my fault. I should be a better secretary. <laughs> um, like, so how important a, a role does the, the technique playing play for you when you're voting, for example? Um, I guess technique does play a bit of a part in it, but like I said, if they can entertain me and move me, like I was so moved by JJ's Foxtrot and uh, I think his um, Viennese Waltz when he was like dressed up in his kilt and it, the, the song and the story can really move me. And yes, technique can play a part in it, but I think a bit like you, Kevin Joe, I like I look to look for the story behind it and if they can really move me or strike a chord with me and make me feel something mm. that's what i look for mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's a really interesting thing that you said about the other dance shows being more of a competition because everybody's a high level i've not really thought about it that way at all um also emma b has put it down here without the competition element and eliminations i wouldn't be as engaged with the show so that mm. adds jeopardy to the show which yeah. is a such a potent hook. Um, so yeah, the structure of the show is a competition. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, who, who did you say about that, Ellie? Emma B. Oh, Emma B. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's really, cause yeah, I guess you could say then it's, it's an entertainment show that's been given the format of competition to, yes, to create jeopardy. That's a really good way of putting it, yeah. Because you need that bit of of, uh, of jeopardy all the time for like, oh, someone's going to get eliminated and then someone's going to going to win. I suppose the difference be- between like the shows like So You Think or, or Got to Dance is that with Strictly, there's there's not really anything at stake. So like with with So You Think, you've got you know young dancers who are sort of trying to make it in their career, and the point is they're trying to sort of. I don't know what the prize is, but I, I'm sure it's like prize money. But then there's every chance that they'll get go on to get um, contracts on some shows and they'll get more work at, out of something like that. Whereas the contestants on Strictly Come Dancing are not are not competing to try and become professional dancers. You know, it, it's sort of fun and entertainment. But they win a glitter ball at the end of it, a smaller one than the one you see on TV. <laughs> they, they hold up the real one on TV for a few seconds, then they put it down, give it back to a person wearing gloves, and then go home with a with a little one. <laughs> um, so that's all there is at stake, really, I suppose, um, on Strictly. Whereas some things like So You Think or actual, you know, Borum and Latin competitions or whatever, it's about your career as a, a as a dancer. So that's yeah, more of a competition. Yeah, but that's a good way of good way of putting it. Okay. Does anybody? actually like do your hands up if anybody actually thinks it is purely it's a competition because there are a lot of strong opinionated people on social media who i mean they get so angry if if someone who in their opinion is a worse dancer beats or knocks out or wins uh, someone who they think is the best dancer they're obviously just looking at it as pure technique and competition as how good a dancer you are. Mm. Does anybody think that? Fred, I'm coming to you. Hello? Oh, good. 
Okay, so I know everybody, like, you know, you probably have not seen the whole story of Strictly. You're probably, you know, want to look into spoilers and then, you know, unknowingly, you know, take away all the excitement like you, King Kevin, just said. Well, I'm being really serious about this. When we see a couple, you know, being partnered with a, a celeb being partnered with a professional and, you know, how they bond together, it really does get interesting. Like, for instance, you know, which Isabel said earlier about JJ and Amy's, you know, partnership. I thought that was like, hmm. I felt, you know, pretty pleased for Amy because, you know, she was bo she was bonding with someone who was a Scotsman and a Welshwoman. So I felt like that, that, so I felt like, you know, JJ and Amy's partnership was really, you know, something to speak out to, to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's always, you know, a huge, huge, you know, it's always a huge, huge question mark on who gets who. Like, I think to myself, you know, when I saw the celebs being revealed, I felt like I just thought I saw absolutely nothing in the moment that dissuaded me from my partnerships that I had set out, like, you know, the, the last fortnight. Mm -hmm. But, you know, literally everyone has no idea what it is. No, you're completely right, Fred. And luckily, we only have less than a week now to wait and find out actually who's buying. Yeah. But if yeah. I said to you, if I put you on the spot now and said, if, said to you, Competition or entertainment? And you could only choose one. Which one would it be and why? Well, mostly I'm more of competition. I can't, I didn't know what to say, but, you know, on competition-wise, it's a bit of competitivity. Like, you know, who scores better? Who, you know, who comes out top? Who comes on the bottom full stop? Like, you know, if you're doing a good routine, take, for example, you know, Debbie and Gio's tango in week seven, which was the earliest perfect 40, before that was broken by Harvey and Jeanette three years later. That came, they came out on top. But for Aston Merigold and his partner, Jeanette, who, you know, reached the final with Harvey last year, he came crashing down to the bottom of the leaderboard after he was so consistent. It wasn't to be otherwise. Mm. So I suppose then... Um... It is that it is that like we were saying, it is the competition element that sort of makes it exciting. It does. That as opposed it to does. like because the dancing itself, I guess, is and is to me, is it's all entertainment and, and the show is sort of entertainment, but it's just the, the point we made before that the structure of the competition is the bit that makes it exciting yes, because there's it does. that someone like Aston could yeah. get eliminated. But but entertainment-wise, though, you have to think, like, who's interesting? Like, who do you like? And who do you like? And who do you not like? That's the question. So take, for example, Joe Sugg. Mm. When I watch, every time, you know, when it, I, when it kept reminding me about, you know, Joe's jive in week one, you know, with Diane, I always, I always loved, I always looked at that dance on YouTube and I felt like, oh, I love that tune, the emojis. I kept what it felt like it was so I felt like it was just a wonderful memory, that, you know, to last. So that's and, the thing that people vote on. The actual the tune. Yeah. The tune of they vote they vote for they vote for the most interesting pieces of choreography. And what about Lee Ryan, for example, three years ago? We thought he would be all right, yeah. Maybe he might be a bit safe. Maybe he might. It came to realise that, you know, he just probably wasn't really interesting with the voters and trying, you know, connect with, you know, what they're thinking. So if they thought Lee was just trying to, you know, 
appease the public. Like, take, for example, this Chacha in week three, you know, to Back to the Future when he dressed up as Marty McFly. The costume, sadly, was not to everybody's taste. Yeah. Thanks, Fred. So, so, th- so that's a good point. Like, when, me as a pro, when, when I'm on the show and I'm choreographing, especially things like movie week or musicals week, you know, like how we just said about, like, the costumes and stuff, the first thing I'm thinking... <laughs> Say we're doing, um, you know, say that I know I'm doing a jive for, for, for movie week. The first thing I'm thinking is not what steps can I put in this jive that's going to do really well? Or, you know, what? how can I teach my partner the technique really well? The first thing I'm thinking is how can I dress this up and make this as memorable as possible? Hence, you get things like me and Stacey doing minions or, you know. Yes! Joanne. I thought that. Oh, Joanne that was that was a, that was a pretty cool thing you did. You know, big kids love that dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And or, or Joanne and Scott doing um, the, the the Little Mermaid one that they did. And money, 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 yeah. money, 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 like you want him to make impact and stand out as much as possible rather than give a display of technique because there's a belief and, and we could be wrong, but like there's, I think there's a belief within the pros, most pros that early on in the competition, the voters are not voting for excellent cha-cha technique or whatever. People just want to be entertained. Maybe it changes throughout the competition. Maybe in the first half of the, series people are being entertained and voting for stuff that they're sort of you know enjoying and is making them smile maybe later on as it gets to the business end maybe people start to vote more on danceability you know maybe maybe that's the thing but i'm always thinking like how can i make this entertaining first before i'm thinking how can i um teach this technical skill um, yeah, because we've had an interesting comment from Ellie Page in the um, in the chat. I think for the public slash audience, it's more entertainment, but for the celebs and the pros, it's more of a competition. And yet, us pros are trying to be entertaining. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, some more interesting comments. If it from Vicky, it, if it's a proper competition, surely the public wouldn't have a say in the result, and it would be purely down to the judges. Good point. Mm. But then, yeah, so then that comes back to the, the sport and art thing. If, to me, if it was a, um, if, it were, if it's a sport, then, you know, non-experts can't have, I think Andy sort of made this point as well, um, that if it's, if it's a sport, then non-experts surely can't have an opinion on who's going to win. Whereas, yeah. you know, if it's entertainment, then everyone's allowed an opinion on what they're entertained by you yeah know? yeah so so yeah that's the thing i'd be interested to know as well before we go to whoever we're going to next like when you see the celebs being announced you when or even when you see the partnerships being being partnered up is your first thought um oh i reckon uh, i really hope that this person wins or i really think that this person wins or is what you're you're saying like in terms of the language you're using? I'm really looking forward to watching that person dance. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to 
seeing what what they can do or what they can come up with because <clears throat> that's because well, the language you use is different for whether whether you see it as an entertainment show or a, or a, a, a competition show jackie was nodding her head in that so let's hear from jackie okay oh she's still muted we'll oh, this, we'll oh no, 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 no there we go me um i would say that um for me it's more um looking forward to to see how they progress um i'm looking forward to seeing dan walker mm -hmm. i love him on uh, breakfast tv um as i did alex as well and um and I'm looking forward to a few of the girls. I'm looking forward to see, um, is it Kaylee from Coronation Street? Mm -hmm. And the, the the wee girl from EastEnders. Mm -hmm. Can't remember her name. But, but I'm looking forward to seeing, I'm just looking forward to seeing how, especially in the very first group dance, you kind of get an idea of what their ability might be. You can see the ones that kind of stand out, that kind of um, shimmy a bit, or <laughs> you know, do a kick or whatever. You know that they're 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 prepared to actually you know get into it and and enjoy themselves. And then of course there's the ones that that aren't like that, there but become like that. You know, there's ones that um that they're really not wanting all the sparkle, all the glitz, all the spandex, all the tan and everything. And then all of a sudden, maybe week three or four, they come out and they're doing a... Um... But so, Jackie, yeah. watching that group dance, just going to the group dance and you're saying, you know, they might do a shimmy towards the camera. Are you more drawn to someone who looks like they're going to be a, a, a good technical dancer or somebody who just absolutely embraces strictly and does a massive say shimmy but it's not so technical but like is really like giving it face going for it. yeah but of both um at the beginning it's more entertainment but as it progresses then i'm looking for uh, ability but i'm no expert I mean, no. I, I'm just a lay person. I don't have any kind of dance training or anything. So I'm just going by. I mean, if you if you heard my friend Gillian and I texting each other, you'd think we were complete experts. We <laughs> really, really would think we were complete experts. I mean, we're like, you know, cricks talking rubbish. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, make, that makes you an expert. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Jackie. Okay. Right. Shall we go to Harry? Harry, what's your thoughts? Hi. 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 I hope I hope you're all well, and I'm pleased to hear uh, that Rock of Ages is off is off to an excellent start, Kevin. Thank you, mate. Now I've enjoyed. That's that's all right. I've enjoyed learning more about the dancing over the years like through your wonderful analogies, Joe, like the hot cross burn and all that sort of thing. And I personally find watching dancing entertaining, entertaining. so I don't think that the two are necessarily mutually exclusive, mm -hmm. but I think ultimately any programme 
that is um, on BBC One on a Saturday night prime time. It's got to be entertaining, but it doesn't have to be about dance. Now, of course, it happens that currently it is. And as certainly as the series progresses, it uh, becomes increasingly focused on the dancing as the standard sort of increases and our expectations increase with that. But I think we'll still often have the likes of Anne Widdicombe and John Sargent floating about when they would have been out in the first week if it was solely a dancing competition. Mm. And also, added to that, the fact that the viewers can vote means that it does um, perhaps inevitably end up becoming something of a popularity contest too, as has been suggested, which I think um, also feeds into the entertainment side of things rather than the dancing side of things. The traditional Borum and Latin competitions are perhaps, or perhaps less subjective. I mean, obviously we say that that mightn't be true, but uh, yeah, certainly. I think it's probably, there's more of a technical eye being looked at with a traditional competition as opposed to with Strictly where there's so many factors that people take into account when they come to vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. say if like um, on, on this next series, say we had a, yeah. a John Sargent, uh, Anne Widdicombe type who yeah. you know, uh, really not the best dancers, but everyone's no, getting so get much through. enjoyment out of watching them, yeah. even finds them quite funny to watch, you know, yeah. whatever. And they keep getting voted through and voted through and voted through. And Joe's already said there, there's usually a point in the series where everyone's sort of happy about that and then their favourite gets knocked out before them and then everyone gets angry <laughs> about that they're still in, yeah. starts turning on them um, and starts yeah. with that person. Um what would we think, like, say if the, whoever it is, the, the John Sargent type, the Anne Widdicombe type, went on yeah. and won the, Strictly? Yeah. Like, if they were just really bad but really funny and everyone just loved mm-hmm. watching them because they were so funny and whatever, and they yeah. won Strictly, would we be okay with that or not? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question, really. Because I think if you look... Sort of over the years, and you've mentioned this a lot on the podcast about how sort of certainly female celebrities, if they come in and they're talented and they're confident, they often get a backlash. Yeah. Whereas that's less apparent with the more comedic ones, perhaps, mm. because people sort of think, oh, he's funny, he's getting through because he's popular, because he's entertaining, as opposed to because he or she is technical. Mm. And I think, as you've said before, it's the confident thing. I don't think people would, I think people would get bored if there was sort of someone with two left feet getting through week in, week out, and then eventually won it. But I think there is probably a place for them in the competition insofar as people find them entertaining if the entertainment side of things is what you're after. Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel like if everybody was really good and we didn't have yeah. the sergeant types, it wouldn't be as fun, would it? We we actually, no. I think that's why they get through sometimes. Like, I'm like, People will vote even on the fact that they want to see how awful they're going to be the next week, won't they? Yeah, yeah no, that is, it's, it's a good point. I think definitely because you wouldn't sort of have, say, Anne Widdicombe sign up to a dance competition if she was going to be against Danny Mack. Yeah. You know, that just would never work. But of course, as I, as I said, I think it probably is more of an entertainment programme because of all these different variables and factors that people take into account when they come to to watch the program i think but it's interesting isn't it that that 
we're like I saw a lot of people like for, for, for everyone listening on this podcast like we're, we're, we've got our, our sort of gang on zoom here and and I'm sort of whenever I'm asking questions I'm gauging like the immediate reaction and 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 I, and I asked you know what if the Anne Widdicombe type or the John Sargent won and most people were sort of going mm, no like shaking their heads like not sure about that so then it is interesting that we love that entertainment and we love having that one there for the for the variety of of different levels of dancers and for the entertainment of the show and enjoying it while it's there but we still i guess there's there's an element of wanting to respect the competition enough that we're not quite sure about them winning because i guess if it was just entertainment without the competition and i'm going against my own point here because i i'm very on the side of entertainment and art rather than competition and sport and you know those kind of buckets um i guess you know it's enough of a competition that we we care about the, that the element of competition enough that we still want someone who, whoever is going to win to des deserve it in a dance way enough right so that so they can't just be crap all the way through and win we're not we're not yeah. okay with that you know but that's, but that's another interesting point um Sorry, thanks, Harry. Thank yeah. you. No, no, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's another interesting um, point from Emma B, who's written in the chat. If Ed Balls had won this year in brackets, sorry, Joe and Ori, yeah. uh, it would still have been well-deserved because he had worked hard, improved and entertained. Mm. Uh, yes, I'd have been upset at the time, but I'd have lived with it. But the thing is, I think... in. in in term, people automatically put Ed Balls in that kind of category of, of not being a great dancer. But actually, you're right, Emma. He did improve, he did improve. and he was he was smashing it out the park every every week. He took it quite seriously, and uh, he was actually a good dancer. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so we obviously want them to. We take the competition seriously enough that we want them to deserve it with their dancing. We want to at least see them improve a bit and have a go at it it's not just pure entertainment that they can win with comedy all the way through you know just being bad all the way through that we of which we find hilarious and they go all the way and win there is a point later on in the season where we stop voting for that i think and we've and like i yes. say we've seen the backlash a few times you know where someone mm -hmm. has just gone it's it's like there's a week where everything sort of turns around a corner on strictly where everyone's going yeah remember like uh, like with jeremy vine Everyone was going, yes, Jeremy, yes, Jeremy. And he was really funny. And, you know, um, what was it? Craig said he looked like a, a, what was it? Like a stalk who'd been hit by lightning or something like that, like when he was dancing. And, and, and everyone was behind it and everyone loved him. And then there was one week where someone went out who was sort of not bad. And then everyone turned on him. And he was getting all this abuse on social media and everyone and, ev and everyone was saying, and this is the thing that I don't agree with. Ev everyone was saying you should do the like the honorable thing and walk away from the competition. And I thought Jeremy's answer to that was really good because he, he then did a video and said, he, I think he put it on YouTube and, and he basically said, what kind of a message would I be sending to my kids if I'd entered into a competition tried my best. Okay. I know I'm not the best, but I'm trying my best. And then just because everyone starts handing me abuse saying, you're not good enough. You're crap. You're this, you're that you should walk away. And I just give into that and walk away. 
without carrying on and trying my best. And I thought that was a really good point that that, that he made. Is like, but some sometimes people get all angry with the one who's like not the best dancer but still in the competition, and and you know, and say, oh, you shouldn't be in this competition anymore. You should walk away. So that just tells me that there is definitely this very clear point in the series. I don't know which week, but there's definitely a, a week where everyone goes, we love this as entertainment. And then there's a point where everyone goes, but now it's becoming a competition and you shouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Shall we hear from Lauren? We haven't heard from you before. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, so I think if it was a competition, everyone at the start would be on the same playing field, uh, like the same playing field. They would all have the same amount of experience, be that no experience or a lot of experience. Because at, a, like, at the Olympics, you have different levels, like any sporting event or even dance competitions, you wouldn't have um, like an amateur dancing against a pro, you know, competing with a pro. So I think that's where it shows it's more entertainment, even with uh, when they brought in uh, like Paralympians or disabled people into the competition. So Rose this year, she's so she's got a bit of a disadvantage there. She's going to work against it, but she, you wouldn't normally have someone like Rose competing against someone like AJ, for example, because their starting positions are so different and they've got different, they're going to have different ability levels and things like that. So I think that's where it becomes an entertainment show because you'll have the people that are really good and you will have the people like Ed Balls or like Mike who are more entertaining, um, who aren't as good, but you get to see their journey more. Mm, yeah, and that, and that comes back to what how, how we define the criteria of the competition because like, you know, what's better? Is it better to start from, you know, out, out of 10, like say week one, you're getting sevens. And by the end of the competition, you're getting tens because you've improved from a seven to a 10 compared to someone who starts at a two. And by the end of the competition is getting sevens. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you could look at it like in the final, someone's getting a seven and someone's getting a 10. So that is, does the 10 deserve to win? Or you can look at it like that person's made an improvement of three. And that person's yeah. made an improvement of five. Yeah, but so I always think it's interesting. I always think it's interesting as well, like how the judges mark each dance. Are they judging each couple against each other? Or okay. are they judging the celebrity against themselves because they are a certain level it's all it's it's very interesting because sometimes the judges will give a score to someone who's quite obviously not the same level of dancer probably give the same score as somebody who who is a good dancer and everybody's like how have they got the same score well it depends what the judges are voting on it, it like if they're they're judging by each person that probably um worst dancer did a really good improvement so it's getting a higher score than last time and probably the dancer who was already quite good didn't do as good this time so that it balances out do you know what i mean yeah 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 perfect thank you lauren thank you okay donna hello hi <laughs> i joanne i done my dancer phone yesterday oh did you well done <laughs> 
Um, I think that it's uh, more of a competition because you're working, the celebrity and the pro are working towards like getting that prize of the glitter ball. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's an end goal, you're saying mm. that's why it's a competition. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, like we've been saying, I, I think it, it is a competition, isn't it? You know, you're trying to win something at the end of it. Um, but it's, how did we define it earlier? Like it's an entertainment show, but given the structure of a competition. Mm. You know, like, I think that's the best way of saying it because because also, d d like sometimes you enter into a... Um, a season of Strictly and you get partnered up and, you know, depending on who else is in it and who you're partnered with and whatever, you're looking at it and you're thinking, you know, it's, is it likely that we're going to win this competition? Do you, do you know what I mean? So you set out as a pro to entertain. Joe, do you set out as a pro to try and, when you were doing it, like with Ore, for example, you ended up winning the Glitter Ball did you set out to try and win that glitter ball in the competition or were you setting out to entertain? <laughs> or, like what, what was your, what was your, what were your main thoughts? We did give ourselves a goal as in a, as in a point in the competition, we wanted to get to Blackpool. That was our goal as a couple, but it was more um, in terms of like the competition stuff, it was more with himself to improve each week. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a competition. We didn't set it out as a competition to beat the other couples. Um, but with me as a pro, yeah, it was more based on the best dance that I could get for that week. I didn't consider the other couples like, a, like you would in a competition where you have your rivals. I wasn't thinking that at all. So I guess I didn't think, oh, it has to be entertaining. I, I But basically that. Do you know what I mean? It's... I wanted all the elements together. Yes, entertaining. Yes, technically good. Um, and it was a, a competition between ourselves, as in like his progress, rather than making it about beating the other comp competitors, the other the other dancers. Mm. Do you know but, what I mean? Aren't the pros like sort of like um, working the celebrities like hard to yeah win like the competition each week? You know, um, progress and that. But that's, yeah, that, we are. But I, as I said, like mine and Ore's was like, oh, let's let's have a look at you. You're very talented. You haven't got dance experience, but you're very talented. So I reckon we could get to Blackpool. Let's make that our personal goal. And it wasn't to try and knock out all the other couples. It was our personal goal to try and just get that. But then again, you could, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it got to a certain point where we kind of went, oh, we might have a chance. But still in the final, we, we were just, we were more focused on ourselves rather than the glitter ball for some reason. It was more like, oh, let's just, and this is where, yes, entertainment, because we actually said, let's show everyone what Team Odo can do. It was like, that was our goal rather than winning the glitter ball. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Do you think like some, like also some um, pros are very competitive and they're going to try and like, yeah, work really hard like, to get further yeah i think some pros are more competitive than others yeah I, I think you know some some people like it's absolutely their mission in life right now to win the glitter ball on strictly like they're, they're desperate to win it and for others they would see it more as 
yeah, just they're, they're playing a role on an entertainment show. I flick between the two. I'm trying to piece it together for myself. I'm sort of thinking out loud, like, because I always maintained that for me, it was about entertainment. But as I, you know, I'd be lying to them. I, I would definitely be lying if, if I said that, you know, when I'm stood there in the final waiting for the results each time, that there's not an element of me thinking, please, can we win? Especially the more times that we came second. Like <laughs> there, there was four years where it just came second and second and second. And for me, on one side, I was going, this is, an ama- this is amazing. This is an amazing achievement. And I'm really proud and really proud of my partner. And, and I feel like we've done some great numbers and delivered some great entertainment, which is, was how I saw the show. But also was starting to think it's a shame not winning any of these, <laughs> like just always being second. So yeah. as much as I always maintain that for me, it's about entertainment before the competition, there's still natural elements of com- what's the com- competitiveness <laughs> that, yeah. that kick in, you know, yeah. um, and, you, and, and you, you do want to win. Of course, of course you want to, especially if you're in the final. I think one. I think once. I think I think it um, it changes, doesn't it? Like I I always said throughout a series of Strictly from week one to about Blackpool, it's fun, and it's and it's very like you're trying to deliver entertainment and you're thinking a lot less about the competition itself. You're just sort of hoping that you make it to Blackpool, and hoping that you get to carry on doing fun and entertaining routines. And then there's a turning point around Blackpool where it gets a lot more competitive. Like usually sort of post Blackpool, it's like the, it's the business end of, of the competition. Um, and everyone is, is suddenly their eyes are turned towards the final. And, you know, you're thinking, have we got a chance of being in the final? And if so, have we got a chance of winning? And you start to think, you start to think of it more than where I was saying before, especially the first few weeks, I'm thinking, how can we stand out? Because there's, you know, 15 couples to get through. You know, some of them shows are quite long. And you're thinking how, my, my first thought as a choreographer was, how can I put a routine together that people are going to be talking about on Monday morning at work? Like, you don't want to be the one that's got like, a six or a seven where someone's got a two, we're talking about that routine and someone's got a nine and we're talking about that routine, how brilliant that was, or someone's done something really outrageous or dressed up as a crab or whatever. And, you know, um, and everyone's going, did you see the state of him dressed up as a crab? You know, (laughs) like people will be talking about that. You don't want to be the one that sort of did okay and got a six and no, no one can really remember it. You know, it's like, oh, did you see Kevin and so-and-so? Oh, no, which one were they? Which one? Remind me what they did. Once you're in that territory of remind me what they did, it's it's almost like you'd rather be the one at the bottom of the leaderboard that everyone was saying was terrible because at least they're talking about you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so so I'm always in the first half of the competition thinking, how can I produce something that's going to make get people excited that people are going to be talking about at work on a Monday morning, or it might, they might pick up the phone and vote or, you know, whatever they might want to watch again on YouTube. Um, 
once you get past that sort of Blackpoolish phase, then you're starting to look at it like, if I like, how can I make sure that we get through to the quarterfinal or whatever? You know, we want that. They've often said this comment about my partner that you know the legs aren't straight enough or whatever. We've got to do something which really shows that she's improved on her straight legs. You, and you start thinking with that more competitive mindset of like, how can I do better and get through? Because there's less couples to compare. So that's when the competition really kicks in, I think. Yeah. Well, Andy Brown, what have you started here? Yeah. We are an hour and ten. I feel like we're going to carry on through the whole series, this debate. <laughs> literally, we're an hour and ten, hour and fifteen into the podcast, and we've still got two other people to hear from. Okay. Let's just hear from these last two people yes. and then we'll round up. Go on, Kate. Hi. Hiya. So I, I, it's actually quite interesting what we've just been talking about with like the whole standing out things. What I've found quite interesting over sort of last year and a half I've had my Strictly fan page is the friends I've made. And one of my friends, um, shout out to Ethan, um, is like the same, we're the same age. And both our first Strictly memory is Chelsea and Pasha's Shrek jive. I was like three, he probably would have been about four. And when you're talking about like Under the Sea or Minions, I think those dances are so, It's I find it really cool whose people's first memories are with the younger fans. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That is interesting because that is another part of the audience that we cannot forget. The younger people, mm -hmm. the younger voters, who they're going to vote for. That like, We do need to cater for them as well, yeah. which is why those, as you say, Kate, those, those type of dances go down well. Like, for example, I think I was I was seven when you were Scott and um, I'm so old, so old. I'm so old. Um, and I remember with Adam's family, we did like the French Days of the Week song to the tune of Adam's family. And I remember like, oh, it's Scott and Joanne when I was doing it at school. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was such a great theme from you, Joe, Adam's family. That was such a great idea. Boom, very Halloween-y. Right, thanks, Kate. Last one, let's go with Tash. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so going back to your um, point on, like, how the judges score, I think, like, it can be really inconsistent mm. in that, like, they'll, they'll give some people, like, a 10 and then some people, like, a 6 or 7. Yeah, and and that's when it comes back to what what Joe was saying about are they scoring them against other couples or are they scoring them against what they did last week as well? Because yeah, you have to take that into account. Like it's all very well going. Oh, I'm going to try and improve this dancer. I'm going to try and make sure they do their arms right and their legs right and get the hip action right or whatever. Because that's what other dancers are doing. But sometimes it's just a case of you know what you were like last week compared yeah. to this week yeah you might you know yeah you can't compare yeah. that's what i was going to say sometimes you can't compare you can't compare yeah. salsa with waltz really yeah no. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. And that's another really good point because because yeah it's, it's a competition where where you're competing against other people but doing something completely different yeah you know i mean it, it's it's like you yeah it, it, it's like someone 
showing um, an ice skating dance against a gymnastics floor dance and going, yeah. which one did, which one's going to win? And it's like, well, let's, you know, like you say, a waltz and a salsa are two completely different things. Yeah. So, yeah. What, so what is the criteria? And, and... It would be interesting to see. Like, I know they won't do it because it's it just doesn't work entertainment-wise, but it would be interesting to see if, like, everyone did the same Latin dance, like, however many couples did the same Latin mm. dance and then so many people did the same ballroom dance, like, yeah. each week mm. to then compare it. But like, I don't think it would work because then there's not enough like entertainment and it's not enough like, variety per week yeah 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 I think you're right Tash that, that's the thing because I do see people making that comment sometimes like that's what they should do the first two weeks everyone should be doing waltz and then everyone should do cha-cha so we can compare them and yeah. and I go yeah I get it in terms of a competition but I do not want to sit through 15 couples doing a cha-cha <laughs> no. 15 waltzes can you imagine but even worse, I everyone knows I hate cha cha cha. Like fifteen cha chas in a row would be so boring to to me. <laughs> it might be really exciting to someone else. To me, it would be so boring. I do not want to sit through that. So yeah, so the show wouldn't work on an entertainment. Ah, did, it'd did be we, so did boring. The conclusion. <laughs> yeah. it, even if, even if you were watching like your favorite dance. So like 15 of them is just going to get boring eventually absolutely absolutely like 15 versions of the same like quick step for example is just going to get boring that's why they put them on the floor at the same time in the in the um cha-cha-a-thon and stuff put more yeah. at the same time because then it wouldn't be as boring <laughs> yeah it makes sense yeah. yeah thanks tash andy have we answered your question <laughs> <laughs> we've gone around the houses and gone nowhere near and come up with no conclusion whatsoever excellent debate <laughs> yeah yeah it was great i really enjoyed that um have we answered the question well everyone's got different views i guess which is yeah. why different people vote for different reasons mm. yeah the, the proof of the pudding is that it's one of the most popular shows on tv so yeah. whatever it is it works yeah yeah absolutely nailed it. yeah thanks Andy. thanks andy for giving us such a good topic oh my yeah. gosh yeah but from next week I'm sure we won't be discussing discussing um, specific topics because we'll have the show to discuss, which is going to be a massive discussion in itself. I'm so looking forward to everybody's opinions on it. Um, Kev, you're going to do a daily soundbite. So those yeah. of you at home on the Patreon, if you sign up to the, uh, subscribe to the lowest tier, you still get a um, a soundbite from myself or from Kev about our strictly thoughts and stuff, and we answer some of your questions in the comments every single day. So that's that I one. Enjoyed this. Um, I, I enjoyed this. So if any if any of you if any of the patrons do want to like throw up another question or topic of conversation. Um, for us to get our teeth into, um, like, like Andy did, then please do just just whack it in the um, in the chat, um, you know, in the comments and stuff. And and there's there's loads of interesting things to talk about. And <laughs> as you can see, it, we get mad into it, like we get obsessed by the by the whole thing. Go on, Joe, finish what you were going to say. Sorry. 
No, literally just explaining to our listeners, uh, just the Patreon really, the lowest uh, tier that you can subscribe to, you get the daily sound bites, as I said, or about um, our thoughts and answering your questions. Uh, you can write in comments and we answer your questions every single day, either myself or Kev. Um, Joe's much better at it than me. <laughs> I'm usually coming off stage going, I need to rest my voice. <laughs> oh, like, um, <laughs> For those of you signed to the middle tier, you would get uh, unedited and video recordings of Kevin's the Kevin Clifton Show podcast, but with his normal guests, with the the usual podcast that he does all year round. Uh, you'll get those uh, recordings early access to and unedited versions, and of course our VIPs. If you sign up to the VIP subscription, you will get these live zooms that we do every single Monday at seven thirty to discuss topics like we've done today. And if you can't make the lives, uh, you get uh, to see the recording anyway on the Patreon. I can't wait for these zooms once the show starts. I know it's going to be probably going to be like we're properly going to be asking everyone like who are you are you voting and who are you voting for which dances did you like not like who do you think is going to get eliminated you know all of that stuff um which is all the exciting bit it's going to be absolute havoc i reckon like we're not going <laughs> to get through everybody who puts their hands up we're really not this episode here has been an hour and 20 minutes already i know i know <laughs> but it's fun it's all yeah. good fun um oh vicky do you want to do you want to give your page a shout out can we unmute Vicky? Oh, oh she's still muted. She's still muted. We are going to learn how to use the unmute button. <laughs> yes, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Is it working now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um. Yes. Yeah, still creeping up with hundreds every day. It's doing brilliantly. So it's strictly come dancing. Twenty twenty one. Two little dance emojis. And yeah. I keep plugging your Patreon as well on there. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Vicky. No problem. Wicked. Thanks, Vicky. Mm -hmm. It's 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 uh it's funny because like literally I would say it, it varies between six and eight, but a lot of the time I'm doing eight shows a week at, at the moment with whatever musical I'm doing, or Joe will be the same, or what you know, whatever show she's doing. Um and I would say four or five sometimes six times a week i will come out stage door and someone who's at stage door like wanting to sort of say hello or get an autograph or, or whatever will say will you do me a message for vicky <laughs> 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 it's all like members of the facebook group <laughs> can we can we do a message for vicky <laughs> say yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for for coming on the podcast. Um, thanks for coming on Zoom. Thanks for your comments. It's all very interesting, and I can't wait to get stuck into the show. Next Monday, it's going to be very exciting. We've got yeah. so much to discuss. We'll have so much to discuss. So again, if you want to subscribe, www.patreon.com forward slash the Kevin Clifton Show. Come join us and look out for joe's news this week yeah wednesday at 10 a.m i think awesome news and for anyone with a very keen ear you might have heard a clue dropped in there somewhere in the in the podcast that we've just done <laughs> i'm gonna say no more <laughs> but there was a big clue dropped um 
But anyway, oh yeah, and someone I saw someone said just before we, we, we press off, leave, press leave. Um, someone I did see wrote in the chat, well done strictly on winning the NTA. Yeah, absolutely. That was wicked. <laughs> like I was about to go, thank you, but I had absolutely nothing to do with it this time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in it anymore, Kev. Let not it go. It like, I can absolutely <laughs> take no credit whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm pleased that Strictly won the NTA because let's all be honest, it's the best show on TV. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. It's been great. See you.